0: Strategic Living with Brian Holmes, episode number 17. Welcome to the program, everyone. You have found the Strategic Living Podcast, and I'm so glad that you have. My name is Brian Holmes, and it's a joy to have you with us in this community. This podcast is all about transforming minds. Developing leaders, activating destinies, and ultimately, we believe that nations can be changed when we are all doing what God has created us to do. Hey, we want to see you heal, your mind renewed and transformed, and we want to just come alongside you in your journey and help you to discover all that God has uniquely created you to be. I trust you're ready to join with us today. It's going to be an exciting episode. Let's just jump in and get started, everyone. Well, it's great to have you with us on this program, and I tell you I'm very excited today just because I have been engaged in my own personal development program this week. I've been at a conference. I'll tell you more about that later in the episode, but it's just been a very wonderful time of just being poured into and learning and growing and being with great people who are on this path of discovering who they are and becoming all that God's called them to be and sharpening our swords and our axes and our tools of the trade and just been a great week so if you hear a little extra pep in my step this week it's because we're really 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 pumped up and excited well this is going to be an awesome program today we are talking about successfully navigating seasons of change and I want to just begin today by asking you a few questions that I hope you will contemplate. Number one, are you really satisfied with where you are in your life today? Now that sounds like a really open-ended question, but the truth is we don't often stop and consider, are we really satisfied with each area of our life? Are we happy? Are we content? Are we experiencing the level of success and fulfillment that we really desire to experience Well, here's another question for you. Does the idea of change frighten you? Does the idea of change frighten you? Does it make you uncomfortable? And let me just say that 69% of humanity that lives on this planet has a little bit of an aversion to change. Matter of fact, the personality style is a S personality or a very stable, secure person who uh, just prefers the status quo, and when change does come, it does create some discomfort. So when I ask the question, does the idea of change frighten you? My suspicion is that probably there's some somebody listening today that that resonates with. Another question for you, are you aware that every one of our lives happens in seasons? There are seasons that we go through. There are ebbs and flows. There are levels and stages. And in order for us to successfully transition from one level to another level, from one season to another season, it requires us to change. We are the ones that must make the adjustments in order to accommodate the new season. The new season doesn't change to accommodate us. Well, today I'm going to share with you Uh, ultimately in this discussion, 12 questions that will help you to navigate seasons of change. And I trust that you will open your heart and open your mind because it is my very strong belief that we are in a season right now where things are changing, things are shifting. There are great opportunities ahead if we are willing to embrace change. Well, I'd like to start today, as we often do, with a scriptural principle that I believe will give us a great foundation to work from. I want to read to you a very familiar passage of scripture that uh, I'm sure everyone has heard at some point in their life. It comes from the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter number 3, Ecclesiastes, chapter number 3, and uh, I think this will resonate with you today, but we're going to come at this from a little different angle. We'll read from verse number one. It says, there is an appointed time for everything. There is a time for every event under heaven. And then this is the part that we all have heard, I'm sure, many times. A time to give birth, a time to die, a time to plant, and a time to uproot what is planted a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to throw stones and a time to gather stones. There is a time to embrace, and there's a time to shun embracing. There's a time to search, and a time to give up as lost. There's a time to keep and a time to throw away. There's a time to tear apart. There's a time to sew together. There's a time to be silent, and there's a time to speak. It's a time to love, and there is a time to hate. And then lastly, the bottom of verse 8 here says, a time for war and a time for peace. Very profound words from the writer Solomon same author that scribed the book of proverbs which is widely received as the book of wisdom and so Solomon in his wisdom understood that there is a specific time and season for certain things matter of fact there's a season and a time for everything and the contrast that were brought out here in this particular passage are very profound to me. Let me start by saying that there are few things more constant than change. (laughs) I want you to think about that. There are few things more constant than change. That's almost like an oxymoron, right? Everything in creation, everything from the the planetary systems, the galaxies, the, the sun, the moon, the stars, the the, the waters, everything in the earth, plant life, mineral life, everything, human life, is in a constant state of change. And in fact, change is inevitable. It is absolutely true that change is going to come in your life. Growth requires change. And that applies in the natural, the spiritual, the emotional. As a matter of fact, when a new baby is born you are just enamored we are enamored with this the the beauty of a new life but uh you know you've got dirty diapers to deal with you have a child that needs to be fed by a breast or by a bottle and and as that child develops the expectation is that growth is going to occur and as the child grows it grows naturally in in its physical stature It grows as it relates to what it needs to sustain itself and what types of help it will need to develop. Growth requires change. In our spiritual lives, it's no different. In order to grow beyond just a a state of being saved, hey, I've accepted Christ, I'm saved, but to become all that God's really intended you to be, it requires growth, and growth requires change. Anything living is in a constant state of change. Once something stops changing, it dies. When movement and progress and development ceases, so does life itself. And so if we can establish as a baseline in this particular podcast that change is going to happen and there's nothing we can do to stop it, if that is true, then it is really our responsibility to understand what change is, how change happens, and then more importantly, how do we respond to change? How do we work with change? How do we deal with seasons? So I want to share with you four types of change that I believe are true in all of our lives. Number one, there is change that happens around us, and that is change that we have absolutely no control over. We have no say in it. It's just going to happen. We know that in any nation around the world, there are constant changes in governments and people who hold offices, whether it be through elections or appointees or self-appointments. Governments change. Economies are in a constant state of change. The moral compass of nations are shifting daily and moving. Systems change. Technology is changing. My Lord, I just bought my first new computer in nine years, and I decided that I'm going to purchase a computer that has the highest, most prolific equipment possible in it today, the the biggest hard drive, the fastest processors, the most RAM memory, and all the bells and whistles, because in about six months, my computer will no longer be on the cutting edge because technology is changing at such a fast pace. Change is happening around us all the time. So the first type of change is change that happens around us. The second type of change is change that happens to us. And you know what? Change is happening to us every day. As a matter of fact, one of the things that I've become very aware of in the last number of years is that I'm getting older. I don't like to admit that because I'm looking forward to my the next decade, for example, but the truth is, my body is changing. My hair is turning gray. Uh, I've lost quite a bit of hair, as a matter of fact. Uh, I'm not able sometimes to to do the things that I used to do and last as long doing them, such as working out or playing a game of basketball or or jogging or running or walking. It's just it's just not the same because physically <laughs> change happens to us. I've also experienced in the last year, and I've mentioned it on this podcast, my our firstborn child, our wonderful son Christian. This year, left home uh, to go to university, and that change is something that I would have loved to have stopped somewhere. Could, could I just can this kid at about 10, 11 years old when he's the cutest and the most secure and everything's wonderful and just keep him right there? But the truth is is that life moves on and things change. There are other types of change that we experience in life. Divorces take place, and uh, maybe we lose a loved one to, to death. That's a drastic change that we have to deal with. Other types of changes where we're maybe disappointed or a relationship that we are deeply engaged in, that relationship somehow hurts us. That's change. A job loss, a career change, a change in our own personal health, other areas of life, change that happens to us. In many respects, this change also we really don't have a lot of control over. Because it happens to us. The third kind of change is change that happens in us. And ladies and gentlemen, may I tell you that this particular change we do have something to do with. It is my sincere belief that this change depends a great deal on our proximity and intimacy with our God, our Creator. I really believe when we submit our hearts to Him and we allow Him to lead us and to teach us and to Uh, engage with us in life. I believe that the change that happens in us becomes very productive and very prosperous. This change also, when we're walking with him daily, listening to his voice, obeying him, this change also produces great results in our life because it's happening from the inside out, not from the outside in. This change that happens in us is a byproduct of relationships especially relationships with our God. Change that happens in us also occurs whenever we are engaged in learning and development and uh, investing in ourselves and applying ourselves to become better, to become more, to enlarge our capacity. Change happens in us when we apply ourselves in that way, and we have control of that. We can decide to make that change. Change that happens in us also happens... Whenever we involve ourselves in meaningful relationships, change that happens inside. The fourth kind of change is change that we make happen. Now, these are not my main points today, but I I believe this is helpful to understand there are four different kinds of change change that happens around us, change that happens to us, change that happens in us. And then the fourth one is change that we make happen. This involves discipline, this involves action. It involves us acquiring knowledge, wisdom, understanding. This change is only realized when you and I put appropriate works with our faith. You do remember the Bible says that faith without works is dead. So I can have a right belief, but if I don't act on that belief, then the change does not occur. So I have to make the change happen that I desire to see. This kind of change is not hoping something will happen. It's not even waiting for God to show up and do something so that something changes. This change is you and I getting up off of our seat of complacency, our seat of apathy, our seat of no engagement, and moving in the direction by choice that we believe God has instructed us to move in. Four types of change. Well, Let's talk for just a moment about seasons. Seasons are a part of our life, and in different parts of the world, uh, some cultures and some geographical locations experience four very distinct seasons. We call them uh, various names, but let's just say they're spring, summer, autumn, and winter. And we know that for those who are producing crops, you you plow and you prepare in the winter months and you sow in the spring, you cultivate, and you water, and you nurture in the summer months. And then in the the fall or the autumn seasons, we go out and we collect and we harvest that which we have nurtured and sown over the previous seasons. Seasons are a part of our our life as well, not just in the natural sense, but seasons. We go through seasons of learning, seasons of personal development. We go through seasons of hard lessons. We go through seasons of various types of relationships. Our challenge is that when we get comfortable in a season, when a new season presents itself, many times we are incapable of moving into the new season because we're comfortable with where we are. I want to ask you a question. How many of you who are listening today still work at the same place you did when you had your first job? You know, my first job was was mowing lawns in my neighborhood, but my first real job uh, where I was an employee of a company and actually got a paycheck was at Womack's Grocery Store. Uh this place was tiny. It was mom and pop run, but I I was so pumped because I had a job. And I'll never forget this place. I started out sacking groceries, and I worked there for a number of months and I then I got this promotion where I became a checker. I was they trusted me with the money. And along through both of those particular roles, I was also stocking groceries. And I was so excited because every couple of weeks I would receive a little paycheck and I'd be able to have some spending money in my pocket as a 15-year-old young man. But guess what, everyone? I'm not at that job anymore. (laughs) Matter of fact, I've had a number of them since then. And I look back on my life and I see the various steps that I've gone through and each of the places that I've gone in various seasons have added value to my life. They've added value because in every season you're in, every place that you're in, there are things that while you were in that place are being added to you, experience, knowledge, skill sets, morals, values, because every season has its own value. You grow as a person. You increase in your understanding. But here's the thing about my first job and yours. To have stayed in that place beyond its season would have been to miss the opportunities that lie that that laid ahead for us in future seasons so if we get stuck in a season we miss what God has for us in the next one or to refuse to make the necessary changes internally that we need to make to qualify for the next season we elect to stay where we are one of my favorite scriptures is Jeremiah 29 11 it says For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for calamity, to give you a future and a hope. In this one verse of Scripture, we know there's a plan God has for our life. And the plan is that we are always moving towards the realization of this destiny. And that journey is going to include new things, fresh things, new opportunities, new challenges. But at each of those places, we're the ones required to change. (laughs) The opportunity is not dumbed down to meet your mindset or your particular way of looking at things right now. In fact, we have to be challenged in our mind and in our heart so that our minds and our capacity can grow to receive the benefits that lie in the next season. You see, none of us are required to change, but each of us have the opportunity to change. Remember this, change is inevitable. The question is, what kind of change are you going to experience? Are you just going to constantly live in a world where change is happening around you and you're just being bounced around everywhere? Uh, Are you going to have change that happens to you directly and you just live with that and, and just is what it is? Or do you make the conscious decision to do whatever necessary so that change begins to happen inside of you? And that gives gives you the impetus to go out and create change outside of you. I want to go back to our scriptural principle and look at some things here. And then we're going to get to our 12 questions that will help you to navigate seasons of change. In this passage, we see some interesting contrast given in each line. A time to give birth, a time to die, to plant, to uproot, to kill, to heal to tear down, and to build up. A time to weep, a time to laugh, to mourn, to dance, to throw stones, to gather stones, to embrace, to let go, to search, to give up as lost, to keep, and to throw away, to tear apart, to mend, or to sew together. There's a time to be silent, a time to speak. There's a time to love. There's a time to hate, a time for war, a time for peace. These contrasts are so profound to me. And interestingly enough, some of these begin with what we would perceive to be the negative, And then behind that comes the positive. And then conversely, some begin with the positive and then the other comes behind it. For example, verse two says there's a time to give birth and a time to die. I believe that there's a principle there. I believe that before you have to allow a previous season to completely die that God will birth the new thing in you, in your heart. There's a time to plant, a time to uproot, etc. And so you see how this goes. So I want to share with you here for just a few minutes 12 questions that I believe if you will take the time to really consider these, they will help you in navigating these times that we're in right now where things are changing, where we are changing. And I wanted to share this with you one by one here. Number one, question number one, what is God birthing in you? What ideas have you been pondering? What dreams have you been visiting again and again and again? What business propositions have you been looking at and thinking, man, if I could just get this thing in my hands, if I could just engage with this, I believe I could be successful at this. What books have you been carrying around in your heart that need to be written? You see what I'm saying? (laughs) What blogs, what podcast, I don't know, what's been stirring in your heart that you feel drawn to do in this season? What is God birthing in you? Now, here's a tough question that's number two on our list. What is dying in you? You've been in that job for years and years and years. You've never really been happy with it. It's just been a job. It's just been a vocation. Or you've been in that role in ministry or in life or in that school or wherever it may be, and you've you've been doing a good job, doing what you do, but it's not fulfilling that dream and that drive and that passion in you. You see, God is birthing new things in you, and your heart gets excited about those. But unless you're willing to change the status or the position from which you are stewarding that new birth, then you will be stuck in the dead place. So what is God birthing in you? And then you have to ask, what is dying? What has to die in my life so that I can fully embrace and engage the thing that God is birthing in me? Question number three, what is God calling me to plant in this season? Where do I need to sow time? Where do I need to plant seed? Where do I need to to invest money or invest in education? Where what do I need to be planting seed in in this season? You see some fields are not worthy of your seed any longer. Some places where you are pouring out your life are no longer receiving the life that is in your seed. So you have to find out where am I supposed to be planting in this season? Where where can I put my seed where life will be generated? And then the fourth question, which corresponds to that one, what needs to be uprooted in my life? Is there just a bunch of dead, nasty weeds in my life now? Has, have things grown up so much around me that I've lost my picture of what this field that is my life is supposed to look like? Number one, what is God birthing in you? Two, what is dying in you? What needs to die? Number three, what is he calling you to plant in the season? Where is he calling you to plant in the season? And number four, what needs to be uprooted and tossed into the fire? Number five, what needs to be torn down? I like this one because it says there's a time to tear down and a time to build up. So here's the thing. If you have a structure built on a foundation And you want to build a new structure there. You cannot build the new structure on top of the old structure. One, the foundation was not engineered to hold that edifice that is a new thing trying to be built on top of an old thing. No, you have to tear down and dismantle the old system and start from the ground level and build this new thing using a new blueprint using a fresh set of eyes, and so what needs to be torn down in your life so that something new can be built? What ha- what needs to be moved out of the way? Where do you need to bring a big bulldozer in and do an extreme home makeover demo? Because you see, if you're going to build a beautiful, new, prosperous life that is successful and happy and filled with joy and fulfillment and gratification about you functioning in your purpose and you making a difference. If you want to build that, you're going to have to move some things out of the way first. Number six, what do you need to weep over and mourn over so that you can laugh and dance? You see, we all want to get to that place where we're laughing and dancing and partying, having a great time and we're excited about our life. But sometimes we haven't allowed something to die, number two, so that we can adequately weep and mourn over it so that we can laugh and dance. You see, you really can't laugh and dance from a pure heart until you've wept and mourned over the old season. And may I say to you, mourning and weeping is a very natural thing. It must be done. You have to go through the neighborhood of weeping and mourning before you can experience true joy. So what do you need to weep and mourn over so that you can laugh and dance? Number seven, what are you embracing and holding on to presently? that God is really encouraging you to let go of. You know, if you had something close to you there where you can just grab a hold of it with one hand, maybe a bottle of water or a stapler or a speaker or whatever you can put your hands on and grab that, if your hand is full with that item, it's nearly impossible to hold two significant things of substance in one hand. And there is a time to hold on tight. There is a time to to guard and protect and defend. Man, this is the way I've always done it. This is the way I'm doing it. I can't let go of this. This is too. There's a time to do that. But there is also a time to say, you know what? I can't get my hands and my heart around this new season and this new thing that God wants to bring me into while I'm still holding on to this old deal. So what are you presently embracing and holding on to that you need to let go of? That's number seven. Number eight, are you still frantically searching for something that you should have given up on years ago? Brian, what do you mean by that? Well, you know, sometimes in a particular season in our life, we can just get fixated on looking for something, trying to create something, make something happen, and and we get stuck fighting and looking and searching, and we're so consumed with looking for something And what we're looking for might have been great in a previous season, but in the place you are today, what you're looking for is not going to satisfy you. What are you still searching for that you should have given up on long ago? Number nine, what are you possessive of that needs to be discarded and thrown away? There's a time to keep. There's a time to throw away. I've watched this TV show on on cable a number of times about hoarders people that that just they can't throw anything away once they have it in their possession it's just this this security thing to them it's just it probably has zero value at all but they just can't seem to discard what has no value so what are you possessive of that is not adding to your life it's not moving you forward in your journey. It is not creating opportunities for you, but you're possessive. You're you're defending it. It's there. It's, this is mine, 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 like a kid, mine. What are you possessive of that has served its purpose? It no longer provides value, and it needs to be thrown away and discarded. It might be an old relationship. It might be a, a job. It might be something that, Maybe you've held on to as an emotional anchor somewhere and you defend that thing because it's yours. My gosh, this is mine, but it's not adding to you. It's taking from you, and it needs to be discarded. Number 10, what are you stuck to? What are you tied to that you need to be disconnected from? There's a time to tear apart. There's a time to put together. Verse 7 of that passage So what are you still anchored to and tied to? What relationship? What soul tie? What connection? What contract? What covenant? What business association? What are you stuck to that is sucking the life from you? And in order for you to move forward, you've got to disconnect from that thing. You've got to sever that connection and move forward. So I'm asking you to ask this question. What am I stuck to that needs to be disconnected from me? What, what am I tied to that is holding me back? That's number 10. Question number 11, are you too busy talking that you can't hear his voice? The verse says there's a time to be silent and a time to speak. Sometimes we're so busy articulating our position, we are so busy rationalizing and pontificating that we're not going to hear that still small voice that says, just take a step right over here. Hey, Brian, move this direction. This is where I'm trying to get you over here, man. We're so busy trying to talk that we're not hearing. Are you too busy talking that you can't hear his voice? And then number 12, this is an interesting one. What are you in love with that you should be hating? What are you in love with that you should be hating. You see, to love anything that has outlived its usefulness in your life is to be completely slaved to it. So what are you in love with? Is it sin? Is it habits? Is it a television show? Is it something you are addicted to? What are you in love with that if you could just realize how much this is hurting you and keeping you from becoming all God has really created you to be, that passion would turn and you would hate that thing for what it really is. So let me review these real quickly. These are the questions I'm asking you to consider this week, 12 questions that will help you to navigate seasons of change. Number one, what is God birthing in you? Number two, what is dying in you? What needs to die? What do you need to allow to just die. Let's bury this thing and move on. Number three, what is God calling you to plant in the season? Where? What field? Where should you be pouring your life into in this season? And then in your life, number four, what needs to be uprooted? Number five, what needs to be torn down so that something new and beautiful and useful and productive can be built? Number six, What do you need to weep and mourn over? Where can you give yourself permission to grieve for a little while so that on the other side of the grief and mourning you can laugh and you can dance and you can celebrate a new place in life? Number seven, what are you embracing presently that God is calling you to let go of? What are you holding on to? What are you holding on tight to that you need to say, all right, I'm going to let go of this? Number eight, are you still looking for something that you should have given up on long ago? Are you searching for something that's not even going to serve you in this season? Number nine, what are you possessive of that needs to be discarded or thrown away? What are you keeping? What are you filing away in the file drawer that's just going to be a big dust pile in a few years anyway that you could just throw away and shred and be done with? Number 10, what are you stuck to? What are you tied to? What are you connected to that you need to be disconnected from? And number 11, are you too busy talking and rationalizing that you can't hear God's voice speaking to you and leading you to a new place? And last one, number 12, what are you in love with that you should be hating? Change, ladies and gentlemen, is inevitable. It's going to happen around us. Change will happen to us outside of our control. But if we become intentional about these kinds of questions and really searching our hearts, the change can begin to happen inside of us. And when change happens inside of us, we are empowered to go out and create change outside of us. If you'd like to comment on this episode, I want to encourage you to go to BrianHolmes.com and Go to the show notes for this episode, brianholmescom forward slash 017. Scroll down to the comments section. I would so love to hear from you and engage you in conversation about this or any topic that you would like to talk about. Well, next week, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to be talking about becoming a leader that challenges the status quo. I would love so much for you to leave us a question. We have a voicemail function on our the front page of our website, If you'd like to leave us a question for that episode, please do so at BrianHolmes.com. We would love to hear from you. Well, that sound means it's time for a few announcements here before we begin to wrap up the session. I'm so glad you were with us today, and I hope that this discussion about change has been beneficial to you. Well, I just got back. 24 hours ago, as a matter of fact, at the time of this recording from the platform conference you heard me talking about for quite a while, and man, what an amazing time that was. I have to tell you that Michael Hyatt and Ken Davis and their team, their amazing team of staff members and leaders did a remarkable job, as they always do. I've been to so many conferences in my lifetime, and I will tell you that this group of people Function at such a high level of excellence, they are so committed to serving those that attend their conferences. So, I want to just give a shout out to Michael, to his team, to everybody involved in the platform conference to say, Amazing job! To all the speakers that were there, and I'll, I'm sure I'll forget some of the names, but to Jeff Goins, to uh, Amy Porterfield, to Lisa Turkhurst, to Stu McLaren, and of course, Michael and Ken Davis to Cliff Ravenscraft, Ray Edwards, everybody, the whole team, just an amazing job. And I want to say especially to Cliff Ravenscraft, who has become such a great friend and has helped me in producing this podcast and getting our voice and our message out to the world. I was able to spend some very quality time with my great friend Cliff and with his wife, Stephanie, who I met for the first time and just say, guys, I love you. I appreciate so much all that you're doing for this community. And thank you. Also want to give a shout out to Ray Edwards. I've been a a fan. I've been a follower. We've had some engagement through email and a a phone call here or there uh, over the last number of months. But at Platform, I was able to meet Ray and spend some quality time with him. And and I want to tell you, Ray, you were a blessing in my life. Thank you, man. And just uh, so excited about uh, all that's taking place and just so appreciate your heart and your words of encouragement to us. Platform Conference will be I'm sure taking place again in 2014, and I'll be telling you uh, more about that as it comes up, but I would encourage you to uh, look at that as a place you might want to invest in your future as well. Well, I have a couple of openings still for our coaching clients. If you would like to have us come alongside of you, help you in your journey, just really assist you in discovering and fine-tuning and refining the vision, the heart for your life, I'd love to to have that opportunity. If you'd like to talk to us about becoming your life coach, your executive coach, your business coach, just contact us through BrianHolmes.com. We'd be happy to engage you in conversation about that. If you'd like to have me speak at your church, conference, or event, uh, please definitely take a look at our speaking page at BrianHolmes.com forward slash speaking. Just a couple of last things here. We would encourage you to subscribe to our weekly email updates at BrianHolmes.com. We are sending out information weekly about our post, about our podcast, about our Monday Mastery videos, uh, these types of things. It's always a great thing for us to be able to engage with you there. Uh, Speaking of Monday Mastery, let me just say, if you're not familiar with our Monday Mastery video segments, I encourage you to go to the website and check those out. They're little three to seven minute uh, teaching nuggets around leadership, personal development, Uh, the areas of the soul that need to be healed. It's just something that we're doing that I believe is, is very worthy of your time and your energy, and we're getting a lot of great feedback on that. So make sure to check out the Monday Mastery videos. I have a favor to ask of you. If you find this podcast valuable, I want to encourage you to subscribe to and rate us in iTunes. That helps us to get the word out about our message and what we're doing here at Strategic Living with Brian Holmes. Also, I would love to ask you, if you would, please, to share this with your friends on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Pinterest, Google+, wherever it is that you engage your community. Let them know that at brianholmes.com and here on this podcast, we are offering some great content that would be a blessing in their life. Well, I trust that something that we've shared with you today has really challenged you to pursue God's best. Don't be afraid of change. Don't be concerned about change changes in seasons, because they're inevitable. They're going to come. The question is, how are you? How will you steward those moments? And I want to encourage you that as you are facing, even in this moment right now, a new season in your life, new opportunities, new blessings, new benefits that God is really desiring to open to you, embrace change, move with the seasons. Take these questions we've provided this week and ask yourself, God, what are you trying to show me? And, and go through those, and I believe you'll discover some really important things for yourself. Well, we appreciate you, and we love you, and we thank you so much for being with us on the program today. Well, until next time, remember this. You are made in His image. You are designed for a purpose. You are destined for greatness. And oh, by the way, you don't have to be stuck where you are. You can be the change you desire to see. Matter of fact, I believe that you will. I believe you'll take this challenge, and I believe you will embrace change, move with the seasons, and step into whatever it is that God has for you in this next chapter of your life. Well, thank you again for being with us. The world is waiting for you to show up, you know. And we believe in you here at the Strategic Living Podcast Until next time, may God richly bless you. We will see you back here next week.